0: It's the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Lockdown Reds podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app now on your iOS device or check out the beta on Android and join me this Thursday at 6 p.m. as we talk about the Brewers series and preview the Padres series. That's Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One, two, three, that's four, four in a row for the Cincinnati Reds and the fourth has been over the Milwaukee Brewers. Very nice to see. That was a great win. We are going to talk about this win on today's podcast. We're going to shout out Goody. Goody was Gucci, man. That was a great performance by him. And a couple of good performances in the bullpen as well. And not to be outdone, Joseph Daniel Botto. We're going to talk about all that here in just a minute. Plus, got some thoughts on some upcoming decisions that David Bell is going to have to make. And I have an announcement later on in today's episode. Before we get into all of that, though, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening to. Also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at lockdown reds and say the lockdown reds line number into your phone at five, one, three, five, four, nine, zero, one, five, nine for questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got. We'll do a Jeff's junk mail segment this Friday. All right. So, oh, and uh, real quick also a uh, promotional note. Javi Reyes from Locked On Padres will join me to preview this series on Thursday, so look forward to that. All right, let's talk about this win. The bats came alive, just absolutely scorched the Brewers on Monday night, ten to two at Don't Call Me Miller American Family Field. That was amazing. And Vladimir Gutierrez, not to be outdone, he looked a little rough there in the first two innings, but he settled down nicely. I, I said this about Eric Lauer, and really Vladimir Gutierrez matched him step for step, because in the first two innings, it looked like these guys were on pace to get pulled in the third. They were throwing tons of pitches, giving up plenty of base runners. It was just Goody was able to limit the damage a little bit better than Eric Lauer, but they were both throwing plenty of pitches. And then the third inning came around and everything stopped. And they took it easy. In fact, I was timing on the, the top of the fourth because it was so easy to count this high. One, two, three. Yeah, that's right. The Reds against Eric Lauer in the top of the fourth inning, that was a three minute half inning. That's how quickly that went. Immediately, it turned into a pitcher's duel for a couple of innings. And then it flipped back for the Reds. Not for the Brewers. That was fantastic. Firstly, got to shout out the big star of the night, which was the pitching staff. And I know the runs help. When you have that big of a lead, you can pitch with confidence. But this bullpen has been much maligned for plenty of good reason. They've been terrible. I say that a lot. But last night, they were amazing. Heath Henry strikes out the side in the seventh inning. Looked awesome. Amir Garrett comes in the eighth inning. He looks awesome. Strikes out two out of three, and his slider was just fooling people. They couldn't. They didn't know what to do with it there in Milwaukee. And then in the ninth, whenever the game was well in hand, Art Warren comes in, and he pitches phenomenally. It's not as if it was a situation where, well, the bullpen just limped through this one. There were base runners all over the place that gave up a run or two. But hey, the Reds had a massive lead that the run or two really didn't amount to anything at all. No, they shut out the Brewers after Vladimir Gutierrez got, wait for it, a quality start. <gasps> In this day and age, people still get quality starts? Yep. Goody, the rookie, was Gucci. Back-to-back starts, he has to face the same team. So we're thinking, and, and, and statistics show, it's not so good for the pitcher in that case. But he was able to make it good. Six innings, two runs allowed, two walks, six strikeouts, only four hits allowed. I mean, that was a great performance. And then in the sixth inning, it started to look a little dicey because he looked tired. He walks a guy. And then he's pitching to Omar Narvaez in a long at bat, one of those at bats that you just think, okay, this is what derails a starter. And then you got to bring the bullpen in with inherited runners on and all that good stuff. But he was able to get Narvaez out. And then the very next batter, he gets a strikeout of Willie Adamas. Willie Adamas, who was just murdering baseballs in Great American Ballpark, uh, he, he was held in check last night. And Guti as tired as he looked, got the job done. And I think that that is important too. Like if you're a rookie pitcher and you're able to still get things done when you don't have your best stuff, when your arm's falling off. I mean, his arm didn't look like he was falling off, but he definitely looked like he labored through his final couple of batters. And you could tell because David Bell was like on the top step, like, ooh, do I go get him? Do I go get him? Do I bring in somebody? But to his credit, and maybe you give David Bell credit or maybe you say, well, Jeff, he's got that bullpen to work with. Why am I giving him any credit for leaving the starter in so that he doesn't have to use the bullpen more? And and you're not wrong there. But David Bell left Goody in and Goody got the job done. Was really happy to see that. And then on the hitting side of things, Joseph Daniel Votto continues to just be on fire and it's awesome to see because we were talking about this like a week or two ago whenever he was on the injured list and things were looking a little bleak in the lineup whenever Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos were the only people that were doing anything at all Like who's going to step up, but now they've got their leadoff hitter. Jonathan India three hit night looked phenomenal out of the leadoff spot. And then Joey just crushing baseballs. That home run was a thing of beauty. Joey is a guy now that pitchers have to reaccount for. You know, we were talking about later on in his career. That might be something that goes by the wayside. Not any longer going to have to pitch to him. Tyler Stevenson also had a hit, and Eugenio Suarez continues to get hits and stuff. He only had one hit, but, you know, he got a hit tonight. And then the Punisher returns. That was a quintessential Aristides Aquino home run. And actually, his first plate appearance, he worked a walk. That's like one thing that we talked about even in his rookie year. Like, okay, guy's good at hitting, but he needs to take a couple pitches. He was able to work a four-pitch walk against Eric Lauer in his first at-bat, and he came around to score on that. And, and, and Cowboy said it on the radio broadcast, don't let Aquino get hot. If Aquino's hot, it's over. This lineup's beating everybody. Because you saw what happened last night. That home run that he hit was a laser to the second deck there in American Family Field. And that was absolutely beautiful. Love to see it. We were talking about, man, you know, they're going righty-lefty so heavy. Aquino getting the start. One day off the injured list. Still no Shogo. They just don't want to play Shogo at all. But, hey, it keeps working. They keep pushing the right button. So, as much as I'd love to see Shogo play, I also understand that when you pull the right lever. Pull the lever, Kron then it's going to give you the right results. All right, coming up here, I want to talk about some decisions that David Bell has on his plate in the coming days, and we're going to preview tonight's pitching matchup as well. Before we jump into that, though, I wanted to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. You can check out the Locker Room app on your iOS device or the beta on your Android device depending on what you have. And you can join fans, players, and me all alike talking about sports and mostly I'm talking about the Reds and baseball and things like that, but there's plenty of other rooms talking about the NBA, the NFL, big news coming down, whether it be trades, injuries, post game reactions, pre game reports, all of this great stuff is on the locker room app and You can do it all from your phone. I kind of say it's like a conference call that you actually want to be on because we're talking about sports. In fact, I'll be talking live this Thursday at 6 p.m. We're going to recap the Brewers series and we're going to preview the Padres game that night. Padres first pitch 840 because they're going to be out on the West Coast. So we'll have plenty of time. To preview that at 6 p.m. on Locker Room, just download the app, create your profile, link your Twitter, and then follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's to get notified whenever I go live. That's the Locker Room app changing the way that we talk sports. And just for a moment, let's talk about money because I have this great tool to help you grow your money, and that is Wealthfront. Go to Wealthfront.com slash on MLB and you'll get your first $5,000 managed for free. What Wealthfront does is they create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you based on preferences that you set, and they can do it in just minutes. There's no manual trades. There's no picking stocks. You don't have to watch the start market every day. They automatically handle all of the investing based on the preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes that you pay on the money that you invest for the average client. Their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, It's automatic. Like I said, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB to get started today. All you need is $500 to get going, and they'll manage your first $5,000 for free for life. They've been trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and they can help you grow your money today as well. That's wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings today this next segment we're going to be talking about some guys coming back from injury and this was prompted by a question on Twitter normally I reserve that for Jeff's junk mail on Friday but with the news that Mike Moustakis will be beginning a rehab assignment very very shortly in AAA Louisville I felt that this was a good tie-in. This was a question from Trish on Twitter. She says, is there any chance Gutierrez stays in the starting rotation even when Sonny Gray comes back? Because that's also important to note that it's not just Mike Mustakis and figuring out the infield Sudoku puzzle that David Bell is going to have to do whenever he's healthy. It's also the starting rotation. And don't get me wrong, th- these are all good problems to have. It is better to have way too much Talent to figure out where you're putting stuff than to peg uh, the round hole with the square peg. I had a better way of saying that, but whatever. We're, we're going to roll with that. So, to answer the question specifically with Goody, I think he does because it's basically Goody or Santion at this point. Santion had a nice first start, but I don't know that they've seen what they want to see from him to say definitively that they like him more than Gutierrez. Plus, Gutierrez, for all of the peripherals that say that he's going to regress, that he's going to get worse, that he's not exactly pitching as good as he looks, he continues to pitch really well. Maybe he's just – there are guys out there who outperform the peripherals, at least for a standard amount of time, and it's not as if we can say, well – Jeff, he's pitching against so-and-so. He's pitching up against bad teams. Now, the Brewers lineup isn't the best, so maybe he is taking advantage of a bad lineup, but they still have some bombers in there. I mean, Omar Narvaez is probably the best hitting catcher in the National League right now, and Christian Yelich is getting back to the Christian Yelich that we all fear as Reds fans. But on the other end of the spectrum, he's getting the job done against division opponents. So... I think Goody does stay in the rotation whenever Sonny Gray returns, so that leaves the rotation at Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley, Wade Miley, and Vladimir Gutierrez. And honestly, if you're telling me that regression is coming, which some of the numbers say that, we'll have to see how it all looks his next time around, but he's still going to only be considered as their number five starter. So even if he pitches to more of a league average, then that's still fine, and I love what we've seen from him so far. It's, it's something that, and I, I talked about this with Santia, so I'm not going to go into super detail, but Gutierrez continues to also show this as well. They have the ability to buckle down and get out even when the situation seems dire for them something that we did not see from the rookies coming up in 2016, 17, and 18. Those days are long behind us, and I am so happy that that is the case. But yes, I think Gutierrez does stay in the rotation. Santion, I don't necessarily know if they'll move him into the bullpen or if they'll put him back in AAA to keep him stretched out as a starter. That might be the smarter move at this point. But I definitely think that Jeff Hoffman is in the bullpen because he has shown that in short stints, he can be an effective pitcher. It's just usually when he got into the fourth and the fifth innings, things began to unravel. So if you're telling me that, and I'm not even a major league manager, that means that the first two, maybe even three innings are all right. And if I can get a guy that eats innings like that in the bullpen, something the Reds desperately need, then I think that will be a lot more valuable than putting him in as the starter and having to bring the bullpen in in the fourth or the fifth inning. I think that's how the pitching staff works out whenever Sonny Gray returns. Now, the question's going to be on the infield, because there are many who believe that Jonathan India can play some short. That dude is athletic. I firmly believe that as well, but I also think that there is some merit to the idea of keeping him in the comfortable spot that he is carving out at second base, he's shown to be a pretty great fielder now he's had rookie moments and he still seems to have a little bit of trouble with the relay on double play balls, but overall, he is shown to be a pretty awesome fielder, and you definitely want to keep his bat in the lineup, which is going to be interesting to see like. Do they put Moose at second, keep Suarez at third, and do they want to play Farmer at short, or do we want to go back to the time that we all know that Gino playing it short again to keep India at second and Moose at third? I think initially that's probably what they're going to do. I know that we're all going to kind of groan when we see that first lineup and we see the SS next to Eugenio Suarez. I'm kind of hoping that his bat just continues to see that upward trend because we've talked about this a lot in the spring training portion where we're like, hey, maybe he could play shortstop. And yeah, the defense isn't going to be great, but the bat is going to outweigh it. That's been the biggest problem with Geno this season is that his bat has been just as much a detriment as, as his glove. But now his bat is coming around. So maybe we can get to the point where we turn a blind eye to bad defense. So long as it's not egregiously bad defense and move forward with that, because there's, there's plenty of people who are close to the team who are saying, yeah, they're if they were going to play Jonathan India shortstop, they would have been playing Jonathan India shortstop. I mean, I, I can kind of see that. I think there's plenty of merit to that thought process. But I wonder if there comes a time when Gino just isn't cutting it at at shortstop and maybe he is costing the Reds some games. Hopefully that's not the case, but David Bell has to look himself in the mirror and say, We gotta play India short because we can't take his bat out of the lineup and we gotta move Moose to second and keep Suarez at third. That is gonna be an interesting thing because it's hard for me to sit here and say that they're going to do something that they have not done yet. And that is play India at short. But it's also really hard for me to say that they are going to, uh, put Gino at shortstop and be happy about it. But then the absolute, and this is, this is definitely DEFCON 20. We're not seeing this because if we see this, all hell's going to break loose. They start Kyle Farmer over one of Jonathan India, Mike Mostakis. Or a Eugenio Suarez. Don't get me wrong. Love Kyle Farmer. But he has shown that he is a much better utility player, much better bench bat. And, and he's had a couple of nice games here recently. But overall, he is not a guy you want playing every day at a specific position. So, yes, I'm saying Goody stays in the rotation whenever everyone is back healthy. And then whenever Moose comes back, uh,. <sighs> I, I I just don't have a concrete feeling as to what they're going to do. I, I I tend to believe that with the way that the Reds have built this roster, they might as well just move Jonathan India to shortstop and have Mike Moustakas at second base. But I don't know that that's what they're going to do initially. I think initially they're just going to move Gino back to short and see if that somehow had some sort of renaissance during this period of which he's been playing third base yeah i know that that sounds kind of weird all right coming up here we're going to preview tonight's pitching matchup as la piedra is back on the mound he's going up against brett anderson a guy who the reds just crushed we'll see if they can crush him again and take this series in milwaukee that's in just a moment, but before we get into that, I wanted to let you know that if you listen to me yesterday, you made some money. If you listen to my tip for betonline.ag, which by the way, if you haven't, go to betonline.ag, set up your profile, and type in the promo code Locked On to get fifty percent added onto your initial deposit. But if you listen to me, I gave you the Rockies money line. I believe is at plus one twenty eight, and they hit. In fact, they hit in a big way. They beat the Padres three to two and it was kind of all over Twitter like people were like what the Rockies won I'm telling you man it's that Coors magic and you got to look at the values that's always what I look at when I'm on betonline.ag the website that I trust with my sports wagering when I'm looking at Major League Baseball money lines and things like that I look for the values I look for the underdogs and who I think can take the win away from the favorite. Plus, they've got great lines on the NBA, they've got NHL, they've got college, plenty of stuff going on there, and they've got MMA and boxing as well. Check them out today. That's betonline.ag, and set up your profile by using the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. I'll add more tips for you later on in this week. Don't see one today that I really like, but check them out today for betonline.ag, my favorite sportsbook, and you should check it out too and enter the promo code LOCKDOWN for 50% more on your initial deposit. Something else I love, getting my auto parts delivered right to my door, just like what rockauto.com does, because they've got every single part for my car. Anytime I'm looking for a tail lamp, anytime I'm looking for a brake pad, uh, I haven't really thought about replacing the carpet, but they've got that too. That's all at rockauto.com, and they've got an amazingly reliably low prices, the same prices, whether you are an amateur, you're a professional, if you're trying to restore a classic car, or if you just need a part for your everyday driving car, they've got all of that at rockauto.com. And when you're there in the checkout section, in the how'd you hear about us section, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com. They've been doing this for over 20 years. They're a family-owned business, and whenever you order your part, they're going to deliver it right to your door. RockAuto.com. And in the checkout section, type in Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us area. On the mound for the Brewers tonight is Brett Anderson, a guy that the Reds hit pretty well last week. They scored five runs total. Only four of them were earned off of him he did limit the reds to zero homers at great american but there were plenty of doubles lots of good contact and lots of hitting them where they weren't because even if you look at this game the reds won seven to three but if you look at that game their expected batting average was actually lower than the brewers there was only 206 for the Reds so they got a little bit lucky on the placement because that's what Brett Anderson does he doesn't give up a ton of hard contact he gives up lots of ground balls he's got a slider a sinker and a change that he threw mostly in this game but he wasn't getting swings and misses he is a pitch to contact type dude but being a lefty on the mound the guy that hit him the best was Tyler Stevenson he had two doubles on the day three RBIs Castellanos also had a pretty nice day with a double and an RBI. But I look at Tyler Stevenson seeing him in the lineup probably again today and Aristides Aquino. I am looking forward to seeing what Aquino can do. Obviously, we saw him last night. Great home run, great at bats. Hopefully, he can continue that today and really start to get hot. Because if you're talking about adding Joey Votto and Aquino to this lineup and they are hot with Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker and Jonathan India leading off. He had a hit against Brett Anderson last week and and an RBI and a walk and a run. He had a nice day at a leadoff spot. Then this is going to continue to be a high producing offense for the Cincinnati Reds. Then you look at who's on the mound for us. We've got Luis Castillo, and I don't know why I just said we, I'm not on the Reds, but the Reds have Luis Castillo on the mound. He actually had a decent start last time. He had the uh, misfortune of the rain delay on Thursday, but he was pitching well. He was confident. He was moving. He had that flow going. He did give up a run in the first inning, but it was only one. We're not talking about the first inning blow ups that we've been seeing from him in this season. I think We are on the cusp of a La Piedra-like start. Like seven innings, maybe one or two runs allowed, nine strikeouts, a couple of walks, a couple of hits. I think that's coming. I don't know if it's today or if it's his next start, but I'm feeling it, guys. I'm feeling it. And I think that he's going to have a nice one tonight because he pitched well against the Brewers in that day game last Thursday. It's just the rain delay plus they're in the sixth inning. He came back out, and that long at-bat that he had against Avisiel Garcia, that he ended up striking out Garcia. And I thought at that time that that was a big play for the Reds. That actually ended up being the biggest play for the Brewers in that game because that's after that, David Bell takes out Castillo, goes to the bullpen, and everything goes to Hades because the Brewers just blow open the doors. They knock in the inherited runners that the bullpen was saddled with, and they continue to knock in more runs, and they win the series. But overall, I was happy with the way that Castillo pitched. So I'm looking for more of that today, and and I still think that the reason for the impending goodness from Luis Castillo just has to do with his velocity. He looks amazing. His sinker was averaging 97, and so was his four-seamer in his last start against the Brewers. He was touching 99 with the sinker, 98 with the four-seamer, and then you go to the slider at 87 and the changeup at 90. He was getting plenty of swings and misses, the whiff percentage on his pitch. He had 45 swings on all of his pitches, 14 whiffs, so that's 31% of the pitches that he threw last Thursday were swings and misses. So I'm looking for more of the same today, and I think we're going to see some good results. Looking forward to it. Hoping the Reds can nail down the series victory, get their fifth win in a row. Make no mistake about it. People were saying, oh man, it's just the Rockies, blah, 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 sweeping them. Doesn't mean that much to me, all that other stuff. Well, what do you think now? They beat the Brewers. They're four in a row. That was the third loss in 17 games for the Brewers. You talk about a hot team to beat, that's the Brewers right now, and I love the fact that the Reds were able to bring out the first win of this series, so they're in the driver's seat. Let's see if they can take the series tonight. Okay, real quick, before we go, big announcement for the show. We are working on video. There's going to be a YouTube channel for the Lockdown Reds podcast that's in its early stages. I'll keep you guys posted as to when it'll actually be posted, but coming soon to a YouTube channel near you is the Lockdown Reds podcast. Alright, that's gonna do it for us today. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's podcast. Tomorrow we're gonna to recap this game. We're gonna talk more about what the lineup's gonna look like whenever Moose gets back. And We'll preview that final game of the series in Milwaukee. You're not going to miss it. The best way to not miss it is to follow the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Lockdown Reds. And save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513 549 0159 for comments, questions, reactions to what's going on in the field, all that good stuff. And we got Jeff's junk mail coming up this Friday. Now, go check out the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski brings you all of the sporting news in 20 minutes or less, but that's going to do it for me here today. I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members.